Welcome to the Value Investor TV podcast. This is the podcast that helps you grow your wealth and become financially independent. My name is Becco and my partner, Hari. Morning. Good morning, everybody. Um, we're going to talk about price to book and special situations today in this episode, episode 30. In the last episode and a couple uh, previous episodes before, we talked about price to earnings and price to free cash flow. Uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. As we said in those two episodes, these valuation ratios we covered in an episode called valuation ratios. Mm -hmm. um, but we want to take op take this opportunity to delve deeper into some measure some valuation ratios in a more detail. So in this episode, we're going to talk about price to book, yep. sum up parts and price to cash. And we will tell you how, how these uh, valuation ratios are relevant in some situations. And so let's dive into it uh, right away. So what is price to book? Hari, let's start with the definition of price to book, and then we can move on to the other valuation ratios. Yeah, so, so typically there is, you know, book value is, is considered the... Um, you know the equity in the company; those two terms are synonymous, um, and that you know is the assets minus liability, right? So, when you look at that, you you're now comparing it to a price, right? So you can do that with market cap. So market cap divided by equity uh, will give you one uh, will give you the same ratio as the current stock price divided by book uh, or equity per share, right? So you can just take the equity of the company and divide it by the number of shares outstanding, and then you get the same number. Um, and what that's really telling you is that if I were to give you all of the assets of the company, um, you know, how much would you pay for that? And if that number is below one, what you're essentially saying is that I'm getting more assets than I'm paying for. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so price to book really, I think is like a, you know, it's, it, it, you know, there are a lot of companies that are, you know, especially now that we live in a tech heavy world that don't have a lot of assets, don't have a lot of, um, you know, but traditionally that's, that's how you kind of looked at that stuff was right. with assets, liabilities, right. <clears throat> um, where you see that important nowadays is like uh, financial type companies. Yeah, so like banks, banks, insurance companies, uh, are, you know, heavy into the price to book, uh, ratio. So to give you a, a personal example, there was a company in, uh, early 2000s called Pacific Care Health Systems. They were a health insurer in uh, based in California, and so at the time, like United Healthcare and other <coughs> companies were, um, you know, were regional. They, they weren't, you know, uh, national. So I looked at this company. They were trading at around six dollars a share, and their price uh, to or their book value was about thirty dollars a share. So this had happened after some California regulation had changed and crushed the stock. So the book value of that was the $6 divided by 30, which was 0.2, which is quite low, right? You're not going to find that very often, yeah. and especially for an insurer. Mm -hmm. Well, so interestingly enough, the com I bought shares in that, and um, United Healthcare came in and bought, you know, the stock s stayed there for a while. Um, and then it, you know, after about six months or a year, uh, it may, may have been longer than that, um, United Healthcare came and bought the company for $60 a share. Damn. So, you know, <clears throat> why that is important is you don't see that very often, but when you do find a price to book that is well below one, it's worth at least looking at, yeah. right? Um, and for some companies, it's useful, right? right? 
but not 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 all of them. Yeah, yeah. If that's I mean, if it's that low, it's like the margin of safety is really baked in, depending on the industry. Right. But right, um, that's yeah. It's a, it's a large larger margin of safety when you when you get out to when you get down to that ratio that's that's so low like that. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the things that's interesting about that specifically is, <clears throat> you know, when you start taking away components of this, that's actually how Ben Graham uh, early on was was doing investing was he was using price to book, um, but a modified form of that. He was actually taking away the non-current assets. And he was just doing current assets minus total liabilities, and he was calculating a value there. And w the idea was that <clears throat> current assets could be converted to cash within one year, and if you could pay off the entire debt of the company, you could shut down the business, take the cash out of the business, and profit. And so that was actually how Warren Buffett did a lot of his early investing, was looking at these situations where they were trading it more than their current assets minus total liability. Yeah. Um, and so that's another form of quote unquote book value investing where you're looking at um, some of these old, you know, terrible businesses that have, you know, that are declining and sometimes, and you know, nobody likes to think of it this way, but sometimes shutting down the business and mm -hmm. just returning the capital to shareholders is actually better for yeah. the long term outcome. Um, yeah. You know, because there is no future for that business, right? Exactly. It's just getting outsourced or replaced or, um, you know, by technology or, or you know, manufacturing so uh, or automation rather. So those kind of things are what you have to start thinking about sometimes in, in these uh, cases. Yeah, exactly. So price to book, again, price to book, book value, book value synonymous <laughs> with equity. Equity we covered in um, in, in the balance sheet episode uh take a look at that if you if equity doesn't ring a bell um equity is something you can you can calculate something you can find in cat and balance sheet yep um so have a look at that if you uh if you if you are not following what we're talking about here okay um so let's move on to the second kind of measurement of second <coughs> way to look at price to book uh and that is sum of parts and you know this is important in some very special situations when it comes to valuation. Um, so would you like to tell us about that, Ari? Yeah, so usually businesses are, you, you know, operate in one single industry or one single focus. Um, and so, you know, you can't do a sum of the parts because the sum of the parts is usually taking disparate parts um, and, you know, the cash balance, you know, maybe taking out the debt of the company and then valuing it based on that compared to the current share price. So let's say you have a business that has, you know, our hot dog business also has a uh, burger chain, right? So in that case, let's say that burger chain is actually something that we've bought 30% of, right, uh, or 50% of. So what you could theoretically do is say, what is the value of, and, and, and these things are known, you know what income is for the hot dog chain, you know what income is for the burger chain. You can actually value those two companies independently and sum them together. Uh, and the idea is that if, because because Hot Dog Inc. owns Burger Inc., Hot Dog Inc. is, you know, it may be undervalued for, you know, because of, you know, things look ugly. You know, maybe they had a bad quarter or, you know, earnings didn't come out the way they wanted to. But Hamburger Inc. is doing great. You know, Burger Inc. is doing fantastic and is making money, but everybody's focused on the core parts of hot dog ink. So 
you know, I, I would say this situation is actually not that uncommon. I mean, you see it a lot that the the way Wall Street really focuses on an earnings is that they focus on the current business of the, you know, of the company and they don't really pay attention to what other things that the company owns. And so especially when you start getting into like conglomerates like Berkshire Hathaway and things like that, they have hundreds of businesses that are each individually maybe worth uh, a lot more when you add it together than what, you know, Berkshire Hathaway is trading for. And so what you should focus on when you when you see a company like this is you know look at look at the assets that you can easily value right and those are cash because cash is cash um, and then look at like they may own you know securities in you know uh, third party companies um, they may own you know a whole business um, so if you know if you own more than fifty percent of the business you can actually take the earnings of that business and put it into your own you know that's con consolidation of your earnings so you know one of the things that's very interesting when you start doing that is you know when you sum up uh, a lot of these businesses you can see that they're that it's cheap and yeah. it, and it's not a be all end all final valuation right but it's still a very good way of measuring things yeah so the discrepancy so the fundamental idea behind some parts is that the the sum of individual parts, if you value it individually, some of that is higher than the current price of the entirety of, of things. So that the, the discrepancy is what you're looking for. And if there's enough discrepancy, it might be worth taking a further look at this. Yeah, and, and this is this, not unlike what we just talked about with Ben Graham, where you, know, you sell off all the assets, uh, pay off the liabilities, and you have a, you know, a company. You know, you could theoretically do the same thing um, Buy the company, sell, you know, the individual parts of the business and you would get less or you would be paying less than what you could if you sold them individually on the market. So what you're seeing in this this whole lecture uh, or this whole episode is really just what can I do if what is the market pricing these things for and what could I sell them if I sold them all off? Yeah. by themselves yeah. right like a liquidation price yeah it's yeah. a liquidation price for everything yeah so that's a sum of parts let's move on to the third measurement which is price to cash i think this is really interesting yeah um you know warren buffett used this measurement and we analyzed a few companies with this sort of measurement price to cash and some of the some of the companies we we analyzed fell into this category fell into this value category when we measure it to price to cash so tell us about that, because I think it's, this is really, really interesting stuff here. Yeah, so think about it this way. When you have a company, let's say that they're trading for 50, they have $50 million market cap, right? Um, or actually, let's I'll use a real example. 80, the company that had $88 million on in cash on the balance sheet, and they had no debt, no long-term debt to speak of. The entire business was selling for a hundred million dollars in the in the stock market, right? So, <clears throat> price to cash was very close to one, and the business itself was profitable, right? So, you know, there was very little risk that the company was going yeah. to go out of business. Yeah. And so, what you see is that if a company has more cash on the balance sheet than it's currently trading for, you could theoretically <laughs> buy the company for less yeah. than its current. Um, market price or, or, or then you could buy it with the market price being less than the current cash available to you if you control the business yeah. right so you could essentially take a 50% control of the business 
and then re- distribute all of that money in cash to the shareholders. Yep. And so when you see that, I mean, it's it's almost like there is no lower floor yeah. uh, than that, right? You're yeah. at the basement at that point because there is no... I mean, there is no, definitely a, a risk that companies could trade for less than their cash on their balance sheet, right? Yeah. And that happens uh, not very often, but, you know, sometimes. Yeah. And when it does, it's a 30%, 40%, 50% bump. Upside, yeah. You know, is easy to res- achieve because... Yeah. There's no real, you know, bottom. Yeah. The spring is so compressed at that point. There's right. no other. There's there's no more room for the spring to be compressed. Yeah, and I think I want to point out a couple of things. So I think price to cash, if it's less than one, or it's actually if it's if it's yeah, if it's less than one. So in other words, the company has more cash on their balance sheet than the price it's trading for. If that is the case, I think a good example that one of our uh, mutual friend Frem mentioned. I think the analogy is quite apt, which is, let's say you go and buy a used car for five, you know, five hundred dollars, and you bought it for five hundred dollars, and you turn, it turns out that in the glove box, in the glove compartment, there's thousand dollars right there. Yep. So you basically you're getting another five hundred for free. Right. And so there's really the floor is is baked into this if yeah. price to cash is above or below one. Yeah. Now there there's a couple of caveats. Obviously, you know, it's nice to see that the price to cash is there. But if the company also has a ton of debt, then so it really what you yeah. should be thinking about is not what's called um, market cap, but enterprise value, which yeah. is is the current market cap plus the debt, because um, then that can tell you the reason that they may be so cheap is that they're about to go into bankruptcy, right? right? right. <laughs> so so just you know be be mindful of it's not purely the cash and the equi- you know yeah. and the market cap. It's the uh, what is the debt level too. Yeah. You could also you could also do it price to cash minus all the debt. Correct. I mean, this is the same same concept. Same, same concept. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the idea though is to make sure that you are well above the uh, you know the 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 ability to because the worst thing that can happen is they liquidate <laughs> you know the business but you get nothing yeah. because you're yeah you're lowest on the totem pole on the bankruptcies yeah. you know, side of things. Also, another thing that I want to point out is this is kind of the classic value investing. Yeah. Um, you know, championed by Warren Buffett, championed yeah. by uh, Benjamin Graham. Yep. And, and value investing sort of morphed into something that we know, different flavors of value investing, but I think originally started as something like this, you know, something, uh, you know, investment, investment thesis, investment process, where you find a company that's trading below cash. Right. And, and just picking them up and waiting for it to mature into the right value. Yeah, and I, what I would say is, you know, the the best way to find businesses like this is to start using a stock screener because yeah. that can help you identify them. But you still got to do your homework. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, and what you'll typically find is there may be three or four companies that even meet this criteria at any given time. Yeah. And most of those companies don't even... Uh, you know their their debt is too high, or yeah. they have some other some other weird you know issue going on. Yeah. So so be mindful of that when you start looking for these. Um, what I will say though is <clears throat> the track record for them is is pretty spectacular. Yeah. So if if that's your sole focus and you find these deals, um, you know Warren Buffett you know was commented as saying in his early career he made about a fifty percent annualized return. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, using this. And similar methods, everything that we've talked about in this episode, you know, the current assets minus total liabilities, the, you know, which is the Graham uh, method, 
uh, or what he called net nets. Um, there is, uh, you know, the price to cash, sum of parts. All of these things are essentially looking for the same thing. Can I get a dollar for 50 cents? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there it is, guys. Price to cash, uh, sum of parts, and price to book. Uh, these are pretty, pretty, pretty useful measurements um, yeah. as a another entry point into your valuation. Um, anything else you want to add here, Hart, before we move on to next episode? Yeah, I think just the the only thing I would say is um, if this concept is difficult for you to understand. Um, we will probably be using this one of these three or uh, or all of these three when we start talking about individual stocks mm-hmm. uh, next month. So if you are curious as to how you would apply some of these things or something didn't make sense, I think the best way to learn is to do a real world example with right. us, and right. we will we'll start doing that next month. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, okay. That is it for us in this episode 30. We will see you on next episode, episode 31. Thank you, guys. Thanks.